Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 409. Hitting the books right now. It's called Primetime Players. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Jeff Larius Rizdon. How you doing, my man? It's good to be back with you, Chris. This is uh, this is a fun, interesting time. This is normally like the deader time of the year for football, but the NFL, it just keeps us going, man. We had a schedule. We had we had rookie mini camp. We got press conferences. We got rookie. We got it. Never stops, dude. I'm not worried about content until mid June. But I mean, we're we're a creative bunch. Mid June till about mid July is where it gets it gets a little dodgy. But we have we have some ideas for that too, don't you guys? Ooh, oh yes, we do. We know slouches. We're not going to last year's bag of tricks. We got new stuff. That's what we do. Uh, look, we got a lot to talk about today. Actually, a I see you, Micro Mike, in the chat. Thanks for joining us again, brother. When you're done here, make sure to go check out Micro Mike's channel. Give him a listen, a follow of all that stuff. Yes, please. We love Micro Mike. He's a great guy. Um, today's show, we're going to talk about rookie camp. What's going on over there in Allen Park? A couple of pressers, interesting pressers with those guys. Got Brad Holmes, who was interviewed on the Rich Eisen show. A couple things to pull out of that we want to talk about. Um, last week, you may have heard the day after we did our show, there was an announcement of... Um, the schedule the schedule was released. And Aww. as a result of that, we've got an announcement around St. Jude. We're going to be able to tell you when St. Jude is going to happen this year. There's even more. There's more to it. This always bigger, always better. That's our that's our motto. That's what we do. We've got a mailbag today and we don't spell it M-A-L-E. We got that and a whole lot more. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. M-A-L-E, that's how we do it. All right, let's get into it. Mailbag, we'll start in a bit. We're going to do this. We're going to take your calls yeah. live. We're going to do it out of the chat. So hold your questions, chat. Hold hold your, yep. your hold specific on. questions. Hold, hold that tiger. Hold, <laughs> hold the tigers. Apparently somebody got hurt in the tigers today. I, I still, I, 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 apparently Miguel, Miguel Cabrera still plays for the tigers, so he is a tiger that I know, but I don't know any other ones. Maybe Cab. But yeah, I, I was watching the, watching the news, and apparently their pitcher got hurt today, which <sighs> apparently happens a lot. Yeah. I'm I don't know I, I, I like we said last week I kind of gave up on on baseball back in the strike in the 90s it really I was it's, like eh, it's, it's a massive minor sport for me mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly I, I can I can tell you much more about the AVP tour uh, which is coming to Muskegon by the way the second weekend in June I hope to see everybody out there I will tell you that Tampa Bay the Bolts beat the Florida Panthers in game one of round two of the playoffs. So I'm happy about that. That was a good game. I yeah. watched some of that. I watched I watched most of the second period and part of the third period. Everyone's into basketball. I, I'm still a hockey guy. I'm lucky that I came to, to Tampa and we had, a, you know, the team here was good. And Stevie Y was there. It was real easy to kind of warm up to him moving here. Um, and, and look, the wings aren't in it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the bolts. I know, you know, a lot of people do their thing about whatever, but I love hockey playoff hockey. Some of the best sport out there. It really is great. Can't miss. And, uh, my hurricanes are still alive too. And, uh, they're my best bet. I got on the line right now. I'll make a lot. They're, they're of looking money. pretty good. I'm, if, if they keep winning, I'll have to, uh, if you have any bolts gear, I have a lot of hurricane gear. Uh, I moved to Richmond when they moved to Raleigh. So I was actually at their first ever home game. So I, I bought a ton of swag when I was there. It's, it's over 20 years old, but uh, I still, I still pull for the canes every now and then. The, the black jerseys with the, the hockey stick with the hurricane flags on it are the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I have to say when it comes to uh, the canes, I put money on a couple of teams because it was cheap back in January and the canes are one of the teams I got to win it all. And they will make me a lot of money if they do. So I'm, I'm, I'm not down on the there you go. <laughs> there Enough about other sports. So let's talk about football, Chris. All right. All right. All right. All right. Again, mailbag starts in a little bit. Uh, we'll yep. start with your questions in the chat and phone calls, but we'll get that in. We'll tell you when it's time for that. So hold on, hold on for that. Uh, there'll be some good stuff. And then after that, uh, Riz will pull out his mailbag. Uh, let's talk about rookie camp so far. <laughs> a lot to talk about here. Um, Riz, how was the weather in Allen Park? I was not in Allen Park, Chris, unfortunately. Uh, well, actually, I have a good excuse. So I was with my son in Indianapolis for a, a basketball get-together, and he did very, very well. Um, he got some nice acclaim. So it was worth it for me to miss it. Uh, I was kind of sad to not be there. Um, I, it's the first one that I've missed that I've been eligible to go to for, for quite some time. So uh, I talked to several people there. I've, I've had conversations with, with uh, Justin Rogers, Jeremy Reisman, Kyle Mikey, Ben Raven, um uh, uh, one person didn't return my text, but I know that he got it and was there. Uh, it's not a big deal. Basically, it's you don't want to read too much into it. And I'll tell you why. Because I did go last year. And last year, the best player in the rookie minicamp was wide receiver Jonathan Adams. Oh, and he got cut that what a, week. What a year he had. Yeah. And, and now he's turning up in the USFL. And good for him. Yeah. But yeah. He, he was not a kneecap biter, to put it into uh, Lions parlance. But he was a very impressive player. I, I did notice Jerry last year. Jerry Jacobs looked like a guy like, hey, I might need to watch more of this guy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that was that was fun. Um, I, I am sad. The, the one note that I got from everybody that I talked to was about Khalil Pimpleton, the minute Wide receiver from Muskegon well uh, via Central Michigan, who is vying to become the punt returner and the kick returner. Look, he is a wide receiver. He's not making the team as a receiver. He is gunning for the return job. I got that from from several different people. That that, that that's his gig, and he's got a chance to win it because let me tell you. It's open. They are not wedded to Godwin Igwebuike. They are not wedded to Khalif Raymond being that. If if he can do. Things that he did at Central and things that I saw him do on, on the high school field in Muskegon here in West Michigan, he's got a shot to make this. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, look, he's 5'7", he's 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's tiny, but he is like super like joystick quick in any direction. And um, he can he hide behind that return coverage, frankly. Yeah. And people are running down the field on like a kickoff. That's that's helpful. Remember Mel yeah. Gray? Do you remember? Yeah, him? I do. He was yeah. not giant. I don't want to say diminutive because that's that would be, um, you know, slanderous. Be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mel Gray wasn't a, a big guy. Right. But he was so electric and he was he was the joystick. That's the kind of role he had. Yeah. Squirrel mode. Um, I actually I, I know uh, his high school basketball coach a little bit and they, they call him squirrel. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
like because he, he's he's that kind of that's how he moves. Um, so so he's got a shot at it. Uh, did not hear much about uh, quite frankly anybody else other than just like first impressions. Um, people were taken aback at um, a couple things. First off, that Jameson uh, Williams is taller than you think he is, um, and that was actually one of the takeaways that we had last year was that. Panay Sewell is a lot smaller than we thought he was going to be. Like, we thought he was going to be, like, this giant guy, and here he was. He was, like, 6'5", and his arms weren't all that long, and he just looked – he didn't look, like, ominous like you expected. All, like Taylor all the Decker. Height. Taylor Decker yeah. is a scary cat side by Taylor side. Taylor Decker's right? a massive dude. Taylor Decker is a lot, a lot bigger. A lot of man there. He's it's great looking. Cool. Don't get me wrong. He's not scary in, a, in, in that kind of way. But just yeah. his size is intimidating. He's intimidatingly yeah. large. He is, and he's, he's got the fierce tattoo sleeves too. That 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 sort of helps the the demeanor. But yeah, uh, and so I, I got that 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 he was bigger than that, and that Kirby Joseph can really really move, and that that is exciting because I think we're all wondering where he fits and where the safeties are going. Yeah. And based on the the very first weekend, and it's way too early to make any predictions off that, but. This cat can, he's going to fit. <laughs> yep. And, and the thing is, and we talk about it, I'll never, ever forget. It was early on, uh, it was like episode seven, we were talking to Jim Brandstatter when he was still calling the games for the Lions. And he's like, it, they, you know, they all look great in shorts. And they're out there doing perfect play drills, you know, basically walkthrough or, you know, all offense on offense or all defense on defense. Right. And it's just it's very, very, very limited on what they can do. So great stuff. Great to see him doing well. Love it. Love to hear about Kirby and his his speed. That to me is is big. You know how how hard I wanted Hamilton early and and I faded a little, but he we needed a safety. Kirby just might be that bargain. I mean, I'm 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 loving the draft right now. Everybody showed up. Everybody had the right uh, attitude. We'll talk a little bit about that um, as we speak about some of these guys individually. But um, it's hard to tell what you have right now. So don't worry about it. Uh, Loretto says, Riz, heard about your son's game. Sorry, but I heard it was a hell of a game. Uh, he, yeah, he, he played a great game against a, uh, a kid, Cam Regnerus, from, from Granville High School. Uh, they battled. Um, they're on... They actually scrimmage against one another a lot, so they know each other very well. And we went to Indianapolis to play them. Uh, fun, <laughs> yeah. It was a really good battle, and my son uh, son had a, a couple of really good games. So uh, uh, prep hoops, prep hoops.com, check it out. My son is Lane. He's doing great. Awesome, good. Not, not many six nine kids in the class of twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's one of them. <laughs> Mine just last day of school was Monday. Graduation coming up next week. He's, oh my goodness, he's, he's done already. He's done with school. Yeah, he is out at <gasps> home sleeping until two thirty in the afternoon. The son of a gun. <laughs> I I woke him up today after my last call, and I had calls back to back through eight thirty. I had to eat during one call. It was nuts. It's like damn it. Anyway, okay. Lions pressers this week have been very good. Really enjoyed it. Well, let's yes, go. Let's walk through some of these. Um, yeah, with the light work going on, this gives us a different kind of insight to the guys let's let's as we as i was saying brand said i was talking about look in shorts everybody looks great you're gonna see all all the benefits that they have to offer as a player on the on the field it's when they get some pads on when the hitting starts that you really start seeing what's going on with these guys they're literally not allowed to touch one another in these these work walkthroughs is what they are yep it's basically like hey this is how we run practice this is what we expect from you um we're gonna do a little bit of install on like schemes and concepts nothing beyond that yep. it, it's it's very rudimentary it's not anything that you can make judgments off of other than like physical appearances yep 
Uh, Hoban Kirby and Malcolm Rod can do what Glover and DeAndre did. I'm going to call him Mal Rod, just so you know, but we'll get to that. (laughs) All right, we'll go through the processes, uh, the pressers this week. Um, This kind of insight, right, this talks about the head of your guys. There was in this, especially when we get to the second guy we're going to talk about, that's a guy whose whose psyche was questioned from almost day one. And and those people... I, I want to wring their necks. I want to, ring, you know, not not physically, but theoretically, whatever, you know, hypothetically. Um, it bothers me that they find that thing that they can focus on, and then it's it's so far wrong that they've disappeared. You know, they've done the homer back into the bushes, and they'll be back. They're always back. But so the first one, Aiden Hutchinson saw his presser. He's everything we thought he was going to be, right? I mean, he's solid kid, um, good work ethic, doesn't doesn't have this um and it's, it's not that he lacks swagger but he doesn't have this i already own it you know kind of ethos around him he's a guy who knows he's got to work every day he's out there he's absolutely a dan campbell guy we, we we've said that from everything we'd seen before but the presser here i think really cemented his role as a dan campbell detroit lions in the trenches kind of player exactly what they were looking for at this point at this point if he winds up being top 10, 20% at his position, I'm going to be happy with him no matter what Thibodeau does as far as a pick. Saw Thibodeau in, 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 is, is a giant. Liked what I saw. He was he, he showed some real good character stuff there, and that's great. But this is a solid kid, a good pick. Good. He was, pick, good. And he was great, good in his press conference yeah, there. He, was great. he really he was. was. <laughs> but I like how Aiden fits. I'm not I'm not going to be mad about this pick. Um, no, I, that, I'm not I'm not upset at all that they didn't take him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I liked Hutchinson better to begin with, but yeah, it it's so hard to play that kind of game this early, especially oh God. like. But it's it's going like, on, my friend. <laughs> and and just go back like a couple of years ago um, when the the New York Giants took Saquon Barkley number two overall. The Cleveland Browns took Nick Chubb with the second pick of the or the first pick of the second round. Right now, there's not a soul in the world who would rather have Saquon Barkley than Nick Chubb. But after their rookie seasons. There wasn't a soul that was the other way. So you got to let these things play out too. Yep. Um, yep. So, saw the, uh, somebody posted it in our, in our, uh, our, uh, podcast Slack channel, the smartest chat on the internet. Join for $5 a month and you can be in there too. Despite Kenyon. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, the break, the number of big plays generated per touch by running backs and Saquon Barkley dead freaking last. <laughs> oof. Oof. I guess I'll Kenyon. In terms of percentage of of touches, um, he was really bad. DeAndre Swift is in the he's probably at the top of or the bottom of the upper third, and Jamal Williams is in the middle of the next third, if I recall correctly. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're you're not you're not gonna you got to you got you do have to let these things play out, and and situation obviously matters too. Uh, Obviously, it's easier to be a running back in Detroit than it is in New York right now. It's easier to be a running back in Cleveland than it is in New York. It's easier to be a wide receiver probably in Detroit than New York too. I I don't know. Giants Giants don't scare me, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. I may be at that game. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Yeah, I do. Well, they they still play in the Meadowlands, don't they? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I the swamp. I I haven't been I haven't been to New York City in a long time since before they moved and the Jets moved for that matter. So I I haven't seen the the new stadium yet. I'll be going swamp to swamp. Check that out. So yeah, with Kenyon, I just got to We love Kenyon. We give him a hard time. Hashtag Kenyon's the guy. Um, Next one, I want to talk about presser (laughs) Jamison Williams. Um, You know the people, the doomsayers, the doomers that showed up at the uh, at the uh, the after the you know his pick, his call, the whole oh he doesn't want to be here. He's not. Uh, 
I want to just tell you his personality. What a great personality that he he brought to the table. You know who he reminded me of? A, a, a certain linebacker, an anime guy. Come on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Williams. <laughs> He's got that same kind of fun loving spirit. The laugh, the like engage with the press. I was like, holy cow. I, I, I think really, you saw him really love more. He was, he was in a more football environment. And I think that makes a huge difference for him. He's comfortable there. He wasn't comfortable in, in a podium in front of all of us in Indianapolis. He, it was clear. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to answer the questions, but I'm, I'm just here because I don't, don't want to get fined. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was clear that now that, now that he's getting back into football and he was around his guys and he felt comfortable, he didn't feel like he had to, to prove anything. He was a lot more at ease and it really showed. And it was, it was a different Jamison Williams and it was a better Jamison Williams than, than what I was expecting. And honestly. he's hungry. He's hungry. He was he was walking around with a ball under his arm the whole time. He never let go of it. Um, and then he went to his number choice, like a little bit of wrestling. Ma- well, I don't even say wrestling match. The conversation with Okuda, who was not going to give up number one. So he went 18. I love all the reasons he went for 18. Um, the backup to Calvin, right? The reverse of Calvin, yep. some of the other stuff. Randy Moss. Yep. Um, yep. Jameson Williams, great, great stuff. Love Jamo. Um, this guy's going to be fun. We'll talk a little bit about him in a second uh, from the Eisen show and some of the conversation that came out of that a little deeper uh, about the injury. But so far, Jameson Williams strikes well on the uh, on that person. He, he passed my wonder like we'll put it that way. Um, let's go to Josh Paschal. Um, this guy, God, he's got that grit, that grind, that going to go get it. And it's but it's latent, right? It's this latent power that when he was up there talking, right, that I got out of him, it was like, wow, I can, I he calm mellow, but I can just see him explode at any moment, right? And I, I really, he's got, he's got some of that Miles Garrett to him, where like he's really mild mannered until he's not. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's the only way I could put it is latent power. And right? Sue was was like that, you know. Yeah. And Dominican Sue, uh, like away from the, the field of competition is a great guy. He, he's a guy that I would love to have a conversation with. I'd, yeah. I'd love to have dinner with him, but on the field, like he, he might step on my groin, man. And mean it. <laughs> like, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm not saying that the pass was going to be like that, but you, you can see that there's a switch, the competitive switch. Yeah. And he, he understands when to turn that on and turn that off. And uh, I have no question that he knows how to turn that on. Cause I watched enough Kentucky football. Yep. Dude, dude can ball. I still wonder how he fits, but like on the field, but like it's easy to see why the Lions liked him and coveted him so much. Inside out, I think he I think he brings here you go, guys. Rest your ears. Multiple. I think he does. I and, and I think he's gonna fit well. Uh and, and that's one of the things I like that we're doing in, you know, they used to talk about multiple, but I like a lot of the guys we have where they can really play in kind of different positions. And, 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 you know, when you're, yeah, when you're you know, doing you know, your sub packages and everything, they can play the something. same position, but yeah. they can also do different things too. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. And Brockers, Brockers sort of spans the gap between the two of those guys. Yep. And if he's there all year and well, We'll we'll see, but I I would plan on him being here, but it wouldn't shock me if he's not. 
Uh, it's it's a great chance for him to show his veteran leadership and mentorship with a couple of guys who can use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, Anzarike was when seeing him in his pressure was like, ooh, I, I got a sense. I, he, I hope, I hope he is what we thought. He overcomes the, the you know heels a little bit more because he he did not look undersized. When, when we saw him, no, he did not look no. undersized and, and he, he was a little smaller than what we wanted last year. He seems to have bulked up just right. And, uh, my guy, I, I'm hoping I'm really rooting for Anzarike this year, not just for the Lions, but for him, for the shit he took. I love to see a guy with that, that comeback arc, that redemption arc. I would love to see him just smoke some bodies this year. I would love that. <laughs> Smoking some bodies. Yeah. All right. Um, Malrod. <laughs> Malcolm Rodriguez, um, this dude—he's the kind of guy that he. I, I, God, there's there's a kid. He reminds me of a kid I went to high school with. I don't want to pull out anybody's names, but the dude was like super intense, right? Always, he was always at always extra, always at 110 percent, right? Wrestler, and, and, and it's kind of a wrestler thing too, right? I mean, it is a wrestler <laughs> thing. Absolutely, it's a wrestler thing. Um, Rodriguez was talking about he. They're talking about his state titles that he won. He finished yep. second in the state as a sophomore, and he—you he, could tell it bothered the snot yeah, out of him. It did. He said so, but I mean, you could tell it—it it wasn't him just telling a story. It really did. He—he—he he, uh, he won the you state can, wrestling you can title see twice. His after eyes, that. his eyes changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I gotta, oh, I gotta recall this yeah. losing. And it was, it was that same competitive switch that went on in his eyes when he was talking about that. And then boom, boom, junior, senior year, two wrestling titles. I that, did it by gaining a lot of weight. 192, 152 I think. to 175 to 192. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, that's a guy he's talking like, he's going to run around. What was it? 220. He thought. As, 220 uh, to 225. Yep, he he yep. says it fluctuates. Yep. So I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. He's five, he's five, 10 and a half. Yep. Um, has short arms. Like he, this guy, he's an undersized linebacker. And he's a lot of times the undersized guys are like um, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, mm-hmm. um, guys who can fly. Mm-hmm. He's much more of an instinctive guy who gets there by being smarter than the offense and understanding things better. He, he's he's fast. He's fast mm-hmm. enough, but he's not like a guy that's going to like light you out with with it. Um, he's not like. Um, the Georgia linebacker that everybody should have liked, but everybody liked Dean instead. Oh, um, Quay Walker. Yeah. Thank you. Quay, Quay can fly. Um, yeah. Nicole can't, um, no. Philadelphia's already finding that out. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very pleased with Malcolm Rodriguez. This is look, he's not going to be a starting linebacker. He knows that he talked about how I've got to start on special teams and I want to be the best special teams player here. And he, he might be, but he is going to be a sub package guy who is going to get as much as he can take. And, and like, if, if he keeps giving getting what they're taking or taking what they're giving him, it's hard for me to talk today. <laughs> that's that's he, problematic gonna, in what we're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be a guy that can play his way into much more playing time than you would expect for a sixth round draft pick. Um, from a defenseless conference. And and again, Oklahoma State tried to win in the Big 12 by playing better defense. He was the ringleader of that. And that's that's an interesting way. It it gives him a little bit of perspective in coming into a a defense that, quite frankly, wasn't good last year. In fact, they were terrible most of last year. He understands, like, how to make that work 
because he's been part of bad defenses and, mm-hmm. and in a league where there's bad defense. Like he understands he's a really sharp guy and uh, a, 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 another one like Paschal, like Jamo, like like Hutchinson. Like you can tell this guy is really passionate about what he does and yeah. and takes it seriously, but also isn't afraid to make it a little bit fun. And that's you know one of the things Dan Campbell said it a year ago, football should be fun. And that's one of the takeaways that I got just from watching these guys in the press conference. It's like, I, re- I remember watching like Glover Quinn and Ricky Jean Francois and even Quandre Diggs. Like these are guys that have a lot of personality. Yeah, they yeah. really do. And they were so reserved in press conference. The only guy who would really like let anything show was Darius Slay. And that's why he got shot out. You know, and it's fun to watch these guys like not afraid to talk and not afraid to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And like again, I wasn't there, but just watching it on the zooms, I'm like, man, it's it's so different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love, um, it. love it. He reminds me very much of a a, a Chris Spielman mold of a, his mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what I that's, look. You and I both. It's one of the things we kind of stumbled across early when we started doing uh, the show together. Was or when Case was still doing the show with me, and you were still you were an early yeah. guest. Was our mutual man crush on Chris Spielman long before he was with this team. Yep. The first jersey I ever owned, and that was before they really sold jerseys to people. They weren't really popular even yet to buy back then. Was was a fifty four. Um, Chris Spielman jersey. It was uh, it was it was a prized possession. I loved Chris. He's Spielman. been my football hero since he was a freshman at Ohio State. Yep. We're in number thirty six. Yep. That was and that that is my Ohio State jersey. Uh, among the, I have like I have like I have jerseys from like twelve colleges. I just like the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm beyond like collecting or rooting for things. Yep. I, I I do love my Terrell Basham. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, it's 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 something, and then. The other guy that I loved, same kind of mindset, really, was uh, Vladdy Konstantinov for the Wings. I loved how his whole game was in the head of other players. It was, he, I mean, it, well, not that he was a bad player at all, right? He was a spectacular defensive. But on he top of that, really <laughs> he was in their head. They they wanted him so bad. He was, I loved, I loved Vladdy so much. I, I still think of him regularly. He was a hell of a player. I wish what happened hadn't happened to him. But, yeah. all right, last guy we want to talk about, James Houston. Um Let's see. Oh, and yeah, uh, Loretta, we're going to do the mailbag coming up, and we do have a really, really cool um, semi-announcement coming up um, when we talk about the schedule. So stick with us, guys and gals. Uh, James Houston, HBCU grad. Um, People asked if he was carrying the torch of HBCU colleges, and I loved his answer. He said, I'm not the first one. There's plenty of guys that have come out here and done this. I'm out here to do what very few people get the opportunity to do. I'm out here to play football. I'm going to seize that. And he wasn't, his is a different side. And every, like, look, people have different personality styles, right? And, 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 and you have to be able to see through. It's not bad to be an introvert. It's not good to be an extrovert. And it's not vice right. versa, right? There's, 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 there's roundedness to people and there's different, you know, benefits and, 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 um, and whatever to other, to, to those different styles. He was a very grounded cat. Very kind of cerebral, I thought, in his answers. And he was very much understand, understanding of the fact that he is going to earn his position on this team. He is going to play to earn it. But he's not there to prove anything to anybody. He's out there to play football, to show what he has, and to, to come out and earn his spot. I loved his, I just loved that approach. I, his presser of all the guys, right? They all gave me a good feeling. I just loved his straightforward, I'm going to run right into it, and this is what I'm going to do kind of mindset. Loved it. 
it. Absolutely loved James Houston's presser. Yeah, this was another guy who you can tell he he eats, sleeps, drinks football like that. That's what he's all about. But he's capable of doing things beyond that. Like this is a guy he graduated from Florida. He was a grad transfer to Jackson State. Like that's it wasn't like he left under any bad reason. Like he he got his degree. He moved on. Like that. He he's a very proud guy. That's one of the things that I took. Very, um, I actually yeah, watched good, the good and I, I put it up on Lions Wire uh, and wrote about it. Uh, the documentary that they did on Deion Sanders. It's on YouTube. You can watch the Snoop Dogg narrates. It's it's pretty cool. It's it's a good look behind an HBCU program. But when when he went in and told Deion Sanders. You know, you got to play me a linebacker. That's that's what I know. You know, that, that's where my instincts are. And Dion's like, he was straight with him. He's like, you're not a starting linebacker on this team. Like, and so one of the one of the takeaways from that is he ain't playing linebacker for the Lions if he wasn't going to start at Jackson State. He's a <laughs> pass rusher. Then that's his yep. ticket to the NFL. And yeah. Dion told him that, and he embraced it, and he did it. Yep. And I think that 100%. that first off, I I gained a lot of respect for Dion Sanders as a coaching presence in watching that because like he was straight up, but it was it was. He wasn't being disrespectful. He was being real. And and Houston took it that way. Like, there's a lot of players who were like, why are you – and he did use the disrespect thing. He's like, I, 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 I feel like you're disrespecting my skills. And Dion like, spun it back on him. And it was it was a really cool interaction. I, I highly recommend you, you watch that if you can. Um, I forget what it's called. It's um, uh, I wrote about it on Lions where it's up on the link there. Um, and you can, yeah, I'm sure you can find it uh, if you search James Houston and, and Deion Sanders. Uh, it, it's really cool. But that's that's the kind of mindset that he has. He's like, you know what? I got to come in. I'm going to be on special teams here. Uh, the, the guys whose roster spots he took were primarily special teams guys. Now, he's gunning for uh, – honestly, the, the, the spot that he's playing for is Julian Aquara's. And, and if like they're not both going to be on the active roster at the same time, they're just not that because they play the same position as one or the other. There's not enough room for other guys. Yeah. So and I think he's going to embrace that and do the best that he can to make that happen. Yeah. Levi, I see you out there. Thank you for watching, brother. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. No, this is this is good. I see a lot of good stuff out there. Thank you very much, Dylan. Uh, like and subscribe. Um where was it? He had something here. Oh, there it was. This is what I was going to hit. You guys are effing awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Dylan. That's that's what I want to thank you for. But also, you yeah, had like and subscribe. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, you know, it's fun. We put a lot of time into this, and and just that kind of stuff does definitely f- help fill the tank. Um, just so people know, just really quick uh, little housekeeping piece. We are taking next week off. We're not going to have a show next week. You know, says such nice things about us and we're leaving. Right? And sorry. Um, it's our first week <laughs> off in, in ages. And that includes since, uh, uh, since before training camp last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a break next week and uh, I'm going to go to my son's graduation. Riz has some things going on for him, uh, him and his family. And we're just going to get a little a little breath of fresh air. OTAs will be there, and then we'll be back with that and uh, have coverage there. So, so, so we're not. We'll, I, 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 just for, just for a, a scheduling warning, I will be at the mandatory uh, mini camp that they have. I will be there for all three days, and I will be there for the weekend OTAs before that too. So, yes. um, I will have more live reports from from the actual scene, and I might actually do the live things like I did last year, where I was stood in the parking lot before they kicked me out and uh, 
and <laughs> recorded like the man in the street a uh, little recap for it. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they'll the be nice and let me stand on the property this time. Maybe across the street with the background. You know, once you're across that, the street, that, that, that might work. I learned yeah, that, that when we shot the, like, the Blandino video. They kicked us off of Ford Field yeah. property. Once we stepped off the curb onto the street, we could shoot all day. <laughs> yep. Security guards were very, very nice about it, but they're like, you know, we do have exclusive broadcast partners and you aren't one of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> There you go. All right. Uh, so good pressers from these guys. Again, it's early days. Every little thing is being microscoped. I mean, they've been colonoscopied ahead of the draft. Now Ooh. these guys are in there. Uh, the Ronin 99, most of our draftees are tough, gritty guys who have a chip on their shoulder. Absolutely. Um, Brandon. There's definitely something to all of them wanting to prove things. And, and that's not necessarily uncommon for rookies going in, but it's really a prevailing theme with these guys. Yep. Um, you really notice it. They, they wear it on their sleeves. And I think that's something that, again, it attracts Dan and, and Brad to them. Yep. Um, Levi, Dion is going to be a great coach, which is totally shocking to me. I always thought his ego would hold him back. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And this is, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is a partial view into his success. The swagger on the field, the swagger in front of the camera, that's right. But he understands the game, right? And he understands the people he's oh, playing yeah. with. Oh, and yeah. that's where, you, from what you see versus what's actually what the people who played with him saw are two different things. And we're seeing now as a coach that that definitely is translating. So uh, good stuff. Uh, Dien's always been fun to watch. So this is this is going to be interesting to watch this him travel in the uh, in the coaching circles. Exciting. Exciting stuff. All right, let's get on. Um, really quick, pain, anxiety, and or insomnia. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your Delta 8. It comes with a buzz and some red eyes. Eat one the first time. Just eat one. Trust me. One, Greg. One. <laughs> so Greg lost tonight. A couple other people have lost nights because they didn't think an hour and a half in that it was going to work. And all of a sudden it was a different train to Clarksville. Oh, there's a reference. Uh, so, yeah, just one on those gummies oh there. God, we got monkeys references now. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so check that out. Or if you just want the stuff and, you know, in the drug tests are a thing for you, you can get the regular CBD. It also takes care of pain, anxiety, insomnia. But without the buzz, the cream is great for muscles. Um, it's it's good across the board. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Uh, independent laboratory testing done and all the stuff over at Diamond CBD. That's why we work with them because their stuff is always good, always clean, and good for the brain and soul. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There you go. All right. Great interview. Brad Holmes, Rich Eisen. I don't know if – did you hear the, the interview, Riz? It's, it's, it's I have heard excerpts of it. I have not heard the whole thing. I want to talk about so, – so, look. He's the one of the things that Holmes talked about was on um, on JMO and his decision making. He said it was about three weeks ahead of the draft. He had a conversation. Yep, I heard this part <laughs> with himself on a yep. Sunday and he said he had kept JMO in a box and that he was he, he the injury kind of put him in a place that was aside and he had learned from um after they took Rosen in Arizona and they took uh, Kyler Murray, can't remember the coach's name, GM's name. Anyway, it doesn't Keith matter. Kime. Kime, thank you. Um, he, he had talked about you know, you know what what the the whole situation there. And Holmes had a conversation with himself, which I think is actually 
to actually have a conversation with yourself that represents two sides of an argument. Because generally, if you're going to, if you have something you're making a decision on, flip a coin. And just before you flip about, think of what, which one you hope you get. And that will be the decision that you're looking for every time to be able to separate yourself from the situation and argue two sides of a point and really have that intellectual conversation alone is pretty impressive. It's, it, it, it really is. That, that's how I operate. So I really appreciate Brad. Like I, I understand what Brad is going through when he's having that conversation. So that, 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 that's exactly my process. When I go through things, I, as you, as you know, I'm, I'm very in the middle of a lot of things. I'm natural. I'm Swiss. Uh, I'm neutral. Uh, that's, that's Don't just go paint fences here, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was brought up to that. You have to listen to other viewpoints in order to make sure that yours is right. And hearing the other side often makes you validate like, oh, yeah, I, I, I do believe that. But, you know, but I also need to respect the 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 other side just to make sure. Yeah. And that I think that's the process that Brad goes through. I, I really like that, that that endears me more to Brad Holmes. I think far beyond draft picks, people would be well served to actually consider honestly a countervailing point to what is in their mind on on just about anything they, they do. Definitely. It's it's a healthy, healthy conversation. We, we did that with Malik Willis when we had Scott and, and Russell yeah. on. You yeah. know, um, I was I was not for it. I thought Scott made good points. I thought Russell made good points about, you know, the potential that was there. Um, well, and when you know, one person argues two sides of the coin, it's not that they're being wishy-washy, right? There's a little maturity in the thinking that they're showing there. And it's, I appreciate that. So, so anyway, Brad talked about having that conversation and he brought uh, JMO out of the box. He had made some calls up inside the top 10 to see, cause he, you know, they had the Minnesota thing, but they weren't sure. So they had to have backup. You have to see what goes on. And it all worked out and things went great. There was a point where he thought New Orleans was going to take him, but it wound up that uh, we wound up in good shape. Malave. That was, yep. That was great. He also talked about Dan Campbell in the interview. And this was, this was really interesting. This is so telling. Again, if you look at them, the he, you know, they they all they always say the right words. If they say the wrong words, you're going to see a separation in a week or two. I mean, that's how that's how it works. You know how it, how it works. These people are in a high ranking executive position because they say the right words generally. But there was a genuine respect that Brad Holmes has for Dan Campbell, and he talked about his thinking, the way he works with players, how he has a very, you know, just talks ball with them and is very, very connected with these players and can talk. He said that they had Aiden in for a visit. And then after the draft, they came in from Vegas and they sat down, they were almost in the same seats. And he said, it felt like the same conversation was, was just continuing because it was just so natural for them all to be in that room together and how that worked. There's a real sense of, of professional love between Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And it's really something now Eisen said, are you, do you get a little nervous when Campbell gets excited about those, you know, and, and that hugs coming? <laughs> and he mentioned that he warns him a little bit, right? He said, I can, I can feel the hair standing up and, and Brad's like, okay. So he knows it could be one of those big woohoo hugs, right? <laughs> this is really funny, but they, th- there's, there's such a great level of respect between these guys and how they work together. And like I said, I, the only thing I could think of as far as the a phrase that kind of in, encapsulates it is that, that professional love. They absolutely do love and respect 
interact and work with each other's best interests at heart. It's it's really something. Isn't special it crazy that they did not know each other before they were hired together? Mm-hmm. Like, give Rod Wood and Sheila and whoever else consulted on the hiring process some credit for that in finding these guys and realizing that it was going to click between these two because it doesn't always happen. And remember all yeah. the lamentations and hand wringing about he didn't have any say in the and who was hired and then and like oh you're building it backwards and it was just like wow yes. wow yes step back now again same people who said rod wood was running football decisions and make it's it's a misunderstanding of the nature of what was happening and I, just just what it is i'm really really uh interested but i want to get to one other point from this interview that was made eisen asked about jamo and he said you know, when's he coming back? When are we, we going to see him week one? We're going to see him, you know, I forget exactly the first question. And instantly, Holmes went into, ah, yeah. right? Reflection time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not making, you know, JMO's like, I'm ready. I'll be ready for training camp. I'm I'm, I'm day one of training camp. Like, like, and, and I don't know if that's the, the competitor. I the, doubt that he could be. The, the spirit, <laughs> right? The whole kind of thing. Or, and then, and then Brad on the far side the homes on the far side of the spectrum of the answer is you yeah we'll see him in the 2022 season and it's like wow that you know if you were to take that alone it's like is is it worse than we thought what's what's the problem right right? and it's like holy cow so will we see him in the 2022 season yeah will it be game one it's potentially because that's still in the 2022 season we don't know he gave us as brad is so perfect at doing in phraseology he gave us no real answer <laughs> to, to that question um it's going to depend on how jamo goes i'll say what we saw today from was it tw- today so he tariq cohen and his instagram Yesterday. did you see that that was last night that's awful awful i feel for my guy man I really, really do. And yeah. I don't um, care. For those who didn't know, he was he was being filmed while he was doing workouts to get get ready for an NFL team and he tore his Achilles and it was nasty. And do not watch it with the sound on if you don't like that sort of thing. No. Uh, I was very thankful that I got that warning beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Like you never I've said this before. The longer that I do this, the more that injuries really bother me and dishearten me because you see like how much passion, how much time, how much of life is devoted for these guys to making this happen. And then they lose it because their body fails them or it's, it's, it's sickening. Sometimes it really is. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. You you never want to see that. Like even if, even if it's a player that you don't like, even if it's a player on another team, you don't want to see their career end that way. Um, I, I, I still think back to, to Tyron Walker getting his leg snapped oh. by the Seattle Seahawks. That, dirty. I'm angrier and shit still about that. <laughs> still, still bothers me. Yeah. Still bothers me to this day. And, the, and there was that. nothing that came out of that. That makes me so mad. Um, Thunder C. Smith. I, I love the name. <laughs> Can't say it because we get killed in the monetization tried to have a conversation myself after i got the vax but i only heard the government answer back that's hilarious that's he is one of the funnier dudes in the chat um let's see so let's see we love dan campbell tip our beers yeah cheers everyone i'll be here with my seatbelt gang it's empty but my last armadillo so i was drinking this on cinco de mayo this is the last can that i have oh shows you how much beer i drink yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Seatbeltgang.com. Don't forget your Jerry Jones, Jacob, Jerry Jacobs merchandise available. Great stuff there. And we'll get Jerry to, Jones involved in yeah, that. Oh my God. He'll screw it up somehow. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll sue it up. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, did you see that he thinks he's stuff. going to sell the Cowboys for, or won't sell them, but he thinks they're worth $10 billion. Jerry's got all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> Seabellgang.com, great stuff, and it all it goes to help um, charities in Detroit. We're trying to put something really nice together. So we'll, uh, if you go there, there's some great merch. I got myself my Seabellgang shirt. Look at that sweet ass logo. Huh? Seabellgang.com, Jerry Jacobs stuff. All right, uh, Dan Campbell said, "I don't want any floaters, guys who just want to be here." I love that. So that's twice he's talking about toilet bowls. Last year it was turds. Now it's floaters. <laughs> Um, guys that just are sort of there in body but not spirit yes, and mind yes that's was, right. was how he defined it and look it, it made a great headline it was very easy to write that one thank you dan yeah. uh, but it's uh he's right like and i i don't think that that was something that was certainly not something that that the uh patricia regime valued i also think there was a lot of guys quite frankly in the in the caldwell regime who were just kind of taken up space there and weren't necessarily emotionally invested in the success of the team. Yep, yep. And if you go back to that time and you look at who was around, you probably have a pretty good idea of who that was. And, uh, you know, that, that was one of the reasons why, why, why Caldwell was shown the door was because there was some, I don't want to say apathy because that's not right, but it was like the, the guys acceptance. There, yeah. There, there were some guys that just, one of the questions that they ask, actually, one of the questions that my son is getting asked is, is being recruited is, do you hate losing more than you love winning? And the correct answer to that is yes. I, the, 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 the fear of failure and the hatred of losing drives me more than the glory of winning. And that was not something that was present with a lot of those Lions teams from really from the Schwartz era through, um, and, and you know, just different cast of characters all the time here and there. But yeah, I feel that, it was that, more true not, with the Schwartz crew than it was with Caldwell. Caldwell was I trying to be the never too high, never too low guy, yeah. and very fatherly and and kind of more of a counselor. Camp, you know, I don't say camp counselor, but more of a counselor to, to men and a leader of men. And I loved, I loved that about him. But you're right, there was, was an almost not an apathy, but it was an acceptance. Of loss yeah. and acceptance of uh, and it, adversity. That's, that's, by the way, something that's been levied at Tony Dungy as well when he was in, in Tampa mm-hmm. specifically was that he was just he didn't push guys to hate the failure and much like he was always trying to like lift them up after game. That That's the kind of personality. That's the kind of personality that Jim Caldwell is. That's great when things are going really well, but when you sometimes sometimes you need the kick in the ass, man. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He wasn't the guy to do that. Dun- Dungey wasn't either. That was one of his shortcomings as a coach. Mm-hmm. We all have we all have our shortcomings. Yeah. Which is one of the things that people talk about with Dungey not winning that Tampa Super Bowl and Gruden coming in and doing it because he kicked Gruden, him to the Gruden next came year. In, Gruden was a kneecap biter. Yeah, that's he, right. He was gonna like if he if you don't if you don't hate losing i'm I'm gonna fight you until you hate being beaten by me like that's that that's how he was yeah uh i i think i think dan's like that um not not to that extreme which is probably good uh, (laughs) different about it yes different in the right ways um Yeah. Curlingus, we're about a hundred like short boys hit that like for chris and the riz yeah please do hit that like button that really helps us out on the algorithm we're not gonna we had some feedback we'll listen we listen to you guys but uh, we're not gonna do the beat you up for likes thing but please we're going to ask once or twice, 
please hit the button. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you haven't subscribed, please also subscribe because that also helps us, especially in these drier seasons when uh, there's not a lot of action going on. Um, pushing that algorithm is really, really important. So we rely on you guys to help us do it that. Is. That's why we're here every week. Everybody's doing week. it too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big thanks. Um, okay. Um, with that, let's really quick hit some of these things. We've got flush them turds. Oh, uh, Jean-Paul Morrison. It goes with the no turds from your one. You're, you, I didn't see that. You, we thought about it at the same time, I think. So my, my bad if I missed that. Uh, Ron Prince, that's all you need to say. I see that coming up. Um, when you think about our guy, um, um, Coach Caldwell. Thank former, you. Yeah, former wide receivers coach. Yep. Um, let's see. You're really coming at me, Don Burt. See, you think something turns different? Things would have turned out different if Schwartz didn't make a fool of himself chasing after Harbaugh. I think that hurt. We'll talk more. Let's let's save some of these things for the um, yeah. the the mailbag. I say that that was a bad look for both people involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to I want to go. We talked about the interview on on Rich Eisen's show, and yeah. we talked a little bit about seatbelt gang, a little bit of charity stuff, right? That's the, they wind up together, making a heck of a a, a, a change or a, a segue, as they say in the business, uh, to. The schedule release. Um, the schedule was released last Thursday. Everybody knows. You may think, well, that's it. That's, you know, it's over with. The big event happened. But there's there are some things aside of the things that have been talked about all weekend that we want to talk about. First and foremost, with the schedule release, that means we are able to schedule our annual St. Jude 24-hour fundraiser. It is not Christmas for the kids this year. It's October 14th and 15th working title. This won't be the live title, but scaring the shit out of cancer. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not going to, they're, they're not going to like that. Chris, we're going to have to, we're going to have to soften that down a little bit. <laughs> we'll do something with it. Um, you can help us think of it. We'll, we'll, we're, we're open. Hit the contact form on their website, DetroitLensPodcast.com. That'll help us. That'll get email right to us. If you have some good ideas for titles, uh, 14th and 15th of October, we're going to do some Halloween thing stuff. Um, we got some things lined up as far as some of the games, some of the stuff we're going, but I was telling Riz, I've had what I think is the best. Share the idea with me. It's, it's, it's quite an epiphany. It's a great <laughs> idea. Um, it, I, I give all credit to Chris on this because it's a, it's a fantastic idea that he, a concept. We will, we will flesh it out. We will make it work. Um, it, it's going to be really, people are, you're really going to like this. <laughs> it's going to blow your doors off. You're going to get a chance, everybody. And I'm talking worldwide, globally, everyone taking part in this. You will be able to take part live in the show. And it's not some cheap ass zoom. Everybody's face on the window. And as you're a pixel oh. or anything, this is, this is really, nobody's done this anywhere in the streaming world, this is something big. This is really, really I'm cool. Aware of. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be something that other people are going to mimic, and Chris will be upset that they stole his idea. Guarantee it'll be stolen. You trademark the intellectual property, my friend. <laughs> I guarantee it'll be stolen, but that's okay. It's not okay, <laughs> losers. Think of your own shit. All right, let's see. This is a great, great idea. 14th, 15th of October. Get ready. We're going to have a lot of fun raising money for St. Jude this year. Um, some really, we'll, we'll, and instead of an auction, because the auction worked out, we've got some we're going to put together some amazing prize packs for some of the things that we're going to do for people along the way. And uh, those things that we auctioned before, these are things that you're going to be able to win this the huge stuff, huge, huge stuff. So get with it. You're going to love it. We've got that going on. And then um, we are going to announce the, the specifics of that particular thing. So you can think about a plan and get yourself ready at the training camp party, which is to be announced. We think we know the dates. 
I've tentatively reserved our room already because <laughs> that's what I do and we'll be ready. But the training camp party is coming and we will know right around the 12th of June is when they do the, the announcements on that. We will have the exact date. Then we'll make the announcement. And then at the training camp party, we'll announce this amazing event for the St. June party. So with the schedule release, these things just start kind of rolling out and falling into place. A lot of stuff. Um, got, you know, Thunder C. Smith, I might be able to contribute if I cut back on my OnlyFans addiction. We have still not been able to get verified by OnlyFans. I can't believe I I'm can't taking be on this an insult fans. now. Killing me. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Oh, possible slogan. Kneecap cancer. Like that. Like that, Mike. We'll, we'll think about that. Um, so schedule's out. I want to talk about one of the things. There's a whole lot of whining about primetime, Riz. <laughs> about the Lions being eminently disrespected. Um, oh, go ahead. I want. I I'm, like it. I want you to go first because I've got a, I've got a Chris thing. <laughs> so I hate primetime games from a coverage standpoint because when the game ends is when my work really begins, and wrapping up a game takes anywhere between four and twelve hours, depending on the subjects. Well, if the game ends at eleven p.m., eleven thirty p.m. Guess who's pulling an all-nighter? Uh, I'm normally in bed by 10 o'clock. So that's really not good for me. <laughs> uh, it, it, the, the one nice thing about it is that you do get to watch the other games like throughout the day. Um, that, that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I, I kind of respect, respectfully miss that. But from a work standpoint, like I, honestly, I wish every game was in London. Like that would be that would be you know start at nine a.m. Hell yeah, give that to me. Um, I miss living in Central Time. It was a lot easier to cover games then. I never watched a live London game when I lived in California. <laughs> Why would you? It's what four a.m., five a.m., five a.m., something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm grateful that they don't have any scheduled primetime games. Uh, I I like it. It's it's a lot easier for me to get into a routine to do that through the week. Now, I understand that my position is not what everybody else's is. Um, You feel disrespected that the team isn't good enough. I'll just say it bothers me that Jacksonville got two. (laughs) (laughs) And especially it bothers me that the the Jaguars and the Jets are playing in one of them. (laughs) That, like, like, who the hell comes up with that? Like, oh, let's watch Jacksonville in New York. Yeah. I, I would almost rather watch baseball. Almost. Okay, that's fair. Really quick before I get into my thing, Sandman should run the OnlyFans page, and then after what y'all did with Sandman, I'm not sure I want to see an OnlyFans from you, Chris. That is absolutely fair. Riz, you're going to disappear for a second. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I will always disappear for that. Andy is such so. I love that it makes him look like he has a mullet. Mocking on. It's that much better. Yeah, you can't quite see mine growing in. We'll see. We'll see. It'll come in. All right. Um, so... Here's where I'm at. I, I, I'm with you, number one, about from a coverage, but very selfish kind of coverage perspective. I love the one o'clock game. I love being able to do the post game show. I I love all the pieces of how that works because, you know, I got to work on Monday. It gives me I get done. Everything's wrapped up, sent out. I can sit down and watch the late game. I always miss the second game because of the because of the post game show and all that. Right. So that's that's one thing I like about it. The other thing I like about it is, well, it's something that's going to happen. The games that I'm in Detroit this year, we will have post-game shows. We've got something in the works for you guys on that. Uh, we've got some really, really, really cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what we have going. Just It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. You guys now, the way the games fall, we're going to do a New Year's Day game. 
or New Year's Day post game. It's just the Christmas Eve post game is the only, or is is I think we're going to do that too as well. Sorry, now that I think about it, is what we were talking through. We'll probably do a post game show on the on the Christmas Eve game. It's just the Thanksgiving game that we're not going to be doing a post game on, which means we've got 16 post game shows for you this year. It's the way the timing works. So that's really, really cool. I, I, I like that. The other thing is, and kind of selfishly also, Dan Campbell says he likes the one o'clock games because they get them in, they get them done, and they can start moving on to next week. When you start doing the late games, it messes up your schedule. It throws things a little out of kilter. It ruins your routine. And he's like, yeah, not a big, not a big, thing not a big thing um so there's that the last piece and this is where i'm gonna go the lions historically have been embarrassing in primetime games just it's not embarrassing i I think back to the first time where we all learned to hate justin tucker on a monday night game several years ago Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. i I was at i was at joey's in grand rapids right by the zoo watching that game after playing volleyball all night there was like 20 of us in there and we all left and we're just like no (laughs) so here's the thing though and this is the part um hey the rona 99 just diagnosed with cancer kneecap cancer works got you brother Best of luck, man. Best of luck That's with good. you, man. Yeah. Um, I just lost somebody in the family. So uh, best of luck to you, bro. Stay fight it out. Don't let it don't let it get the best of you. Um, the other the, the other piece of it though is is the flex games. And here's what I like about this. Because if the Lions are performing and they've earned themselves the position, they'll get the game. I would much rather earn my way to a primetime game as a Lions team and have people come in saying, oh, yeah, these guys could win, rather than be the team that most of the other teams on their schedule right now are marking as a win for their team. I don't care if it's the Jags. I don't care who they are. They're going through the schedule saying, oh, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. Lions, we're going to beat them. Uh, Green Bay is going to be tough. Uh, Okay. Right now, we're the guys that they, just about every other team that's looking at their schedule is just marking as a win, right? I don't want to be perceived as that team going into a primetime game. I'd rather have earned it through what we've done on the field and go walk in and ball walk across somebody and ball drag somebody on the field as a team that, that worked our way and earned it. And that's the, that is the heart and soul of this team, of Dan Campbell, of the players on this team. For them to earn that spot, you're going to see a team that comes out ready to freaking play. And they're going to say, at that point, it's disrespect. I think at this point, they believe they have to earn it, and they can. So I, I personally... Really like this setup for this play. team. Yep. I like yep. this setup for this team. I really do. Doesn't bother me at all. If it doesn't change, hey, this is great for coverage for us, right? Very selfishly, I admit it. But if it if 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 it does change, we deserve it. I love that. I freaking love it. I will happily cover um the week fifteen game at night. I'm I'm good, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we got that. Let's um really quick and so me and Coach Campbell are lined up perfectly on that. I'll have you all know. <laughs> Uh, let's open up the mailbag. Um, not the M A L E one this time. No. It is the M A I L bag. If you no, want to call, we, we, that, maybe that's why OnlyFans won't uh, won't give us. Our <laughs> maybe we got to let them know about that. Maybe that's the shows we've got to we've got to put on OnlyFans. It's the mailbag shows. Um, check us out. You can call us two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Or if you're going to use Skype, you can use Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word is the account. You can give us a call. And ask us your question. We'll take your questions live and put you on. Or if you've got questions for us, just pop them in the chat and we will roll 
with those. And uh, cancer scared stupid. I'm going to go joint practices with the Colts. Let's hit that really quick on Hard Knocks. Must see TV, Riz? What's that? Is that going to be must see TV? I hope so. It should be. Yeah, um, it's going to be down in Indianapolis. I actually was, I drove right past the, uh, the Colts Colt training facility is amazing. Um, the, yeah. the, Indiana, the city of Indianapolis and, well, their sports teams, it's not in Indianapolis, it's north of Indianapolis. So for those of us who live on the west side, I can be at Colts training camp as fast as I can be at Lions training camp. It's, it's three hours either way. I love it down there. Like the Pacers train there, the, uh, the, uh, they're, WNBA team, and I should know their name because my daughter's a big fan. Um, but it's all in like this giant complex that's north of Indianapolis, and it's an amazing facility. They have several football fields. It's well lit. It's They have turf. They have natural grass. It's, it's a great place. Uh, I would strongly encourage that if you want to go see the Lions uh, away, it's a great place to go. The Colts give you ample tickets to, to, to go watch it. it it's going to be a lot of fun. They're a good team. They're going to be... I, I think they're I, – I do like Tennessee, but I think that the Colts probably have the best chance to win the AFC South. That's going to be – it's, it's going to be a chance to show – to see a team that is where the Lions want to be, a, a playoff contender that has an attitude that's built around a good offensive line, a smart run game, and an opportunistic defense, which is exactly what Dan Campbell wants this team to be. So it, it's a good barometer – that's a good chance to see Matt Ryan. If you've never seen him before, he, he's he's a really charismatic guy. I have seen him in practices before. He's he's very fan friendly. I know he plays for the other team, but he's, you got to tip your head to the guys sometimes. They, yeah. they they've got some characters on that team too. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, really quick. Uh, if we got into the the OnlyFans, it's going to start a fight because someone significant other is going to see OnlyFans and a credit card bill. Great point, WMW2. <laughs> um, we got a question from Don Burr, who makes it, I believe it, yeah, it's Don Burr, that makes it to every single live stream everywhere. Him and Ben Diesel are the two guys that are on every show everywhere. I don't know how you guys make it around. And, and Don, Thank you for doing that, though. We appreciate your faith and devotion. Don's got great wit. He, he's also yes, he a does. troll. If it, and I'm remembering if it's, if it's Don Burr, and I believe it is, he has got a he's got a hell of a troll game on some of the other teams. So good stuff, Don. Uh, I'm supposed to ask Jeff about Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Oh, he's played for every team. I, I, I don't know what's up with him right now. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, OK, OK. Uh, someone put Lions Hard Knocks on YouTube. No HBO here. Um, HBO, it's not going to fly on YouTube. Um, there are other ways. And I'm sure they are not legal. (laughs) We'll help you with those legal. Um, Okay, here you go. How does our depth compare to the top teams in the league? Are we too excited about it because our depth has been perennially pathetic and thus looks great to us now? This is something I'll tell you this. And I, I give a backhanded credit to Bob Quinn for this. He built a team full of depth. Now, the thing about the team (laughs) before that was it was a team of a couple stars and no depth. We had Calvin. We had Stafford, right? It was a Kasu. We had those guys, but there was nothing behind them if they got hurt and a whole lot of other players that were not there. Quinn gave us a whole lot of depth. But never got to the stars. The stars never came out for for him or for us. So now we're in this kind of place. JMO, 
has potential, right? I'll I'll say Goff has potential too. A lot of these guys have potential potential for what we're doing. We'll see what's going on with, with this. The depth right now, based on what I saw last year and how this team played, I understand it was a three-win team. But again, if you go going back to the eyes and show you, listen, they're a, a stop away here, a, a touchdown away there, a drop pass away there from being a seven, eight-win team last year. They were there to the end. Other than Cincinnati and the Eagles, they were basically in just about every game. And it wasn't just a we're rolling over the Lions. The Lions' heart and soul came out with those teams. So I'm just, I'll, I'll stop there and let you go into the depth a little bit, Riz. But I think we're starting to add on top of a team full of depth players. I- yeah, your point is a good one in that there wasn't the top-end players that the depth needed to be there for. It's like having, like, would you rather have, like, five really good players, like, 20 players in the middle, and then, like, 10 really bad players? Like, that, That by the way, that's the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the Baltimore Ravens. That That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's, that's sort of their model. Or would you rather have, you know, 30 guys who are, like, the dead average at their positions? That's 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 kind of what the Carolina Panthers were for a long time. That's sort of what yeah. what the Titans are now. It's tough to win that way. So as far as depth, I think it's getting better. I think a lot of it is uh, to to Mike's point. Some of it is like, yeah, we're we are probably overrating it a little bit just because we've seen guys like we we saw you know, we, we saw a team start Amari Spavet. We're scarred. You know, we saw, we saw Jordan Dizon make a team. We saw we saw guys that have no business playing in the in the USFL um, suiting up regularly on weekends. That we're past that now. I would say that our depth is better than a lot of other teams. Just one of the things that, that I did, um, I had to, by the way, do the uh, predict every game off the schedule thing. Yep. One of the things that I did was just you know sort of check the depth charts on some other teams, and like you look at Chicago, you look at. Um, who are some other ones? Jacksonville's isn't very good, although they're weirdly stacked at linebacker. Uh, <laughs> seriously, the Jaguars have like six really good linebackers. Um, the rest of their defense is crap, but you know that, that, that's 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 the path that they've chosen. Um, they chose the Matt Patricia path. We went a different way. Um, I, I think that the Lions' depth is certainly out of the bottom five. Like they've they've definitely moved up. Uh, I, I think we are relying some on. One, one of the things, and it's going to be a harsh reality, and I hate to, to kill the buzz now or pee in the Kool-Aid or however you want to put it, not everybody is going to improve on what they did last year. There are going to be some players that regress. It happens everywhere. And one of the nice things is that we now have a lot better options to replace those um, or to make adjustments if that happens. Yep. Uh, Will Harris might not make this team. That's a good thing for me. And I, I think that's that's emblematic of the depth. This is a team that has we've had three players that were waived in the last week that got picked up by other teams. Like they didn't just wait for them; they actually claimed these guys. Like Jesse Lemonier, uh, really good pickup for Arizona, by the way. And that that's a move. He didn't fit the new defense. The, the guy that they brought in, um, uh, I can see him. He played linebacker at Georgia. He's muscular. Um, he, he, he's, he's much more of an off ball inside linebacker who's going to fit what they need. They didn't need another flighty, lightweight edge rusher, which is what Lemonier is. So mm-hmm. I, 
that's that says to me that they're getting a lot better that their their discards are getting picked up by other teams and and you know look are they going to make the other teams probably not they're probably not going to make the final 53 but they're at least getting chances and that's that's not something that we've had in a long time in Detroit where where guys that were and I tell you something else we're going to be cutting a kicker or two that's going to play in the NFL next year. We're going to cut an offensive lineman or two that's going to play, not just make a team, play next year. Yeah. That's not something that we're used to. So that does indicate to me that the uh, you know that's, that the, the depth is rising up. That's one of the things with that stacked linebacker core in Jacksonville. Boy, it seems like you could work a trade for an offensive lineman. You know what I mean? Because they they yeah. could certainly use something there. There's a, a mutual need. There's 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 a market there. Um, Riz, really quick, uh, Jeffrey and Tina, uh, five months members on the channel here. If you want to be a member, join. You can do that. Hit the join button. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, in this light, Riz's hair looks golden and flowing as my Cheryl Teague's poster when I was twelve. Cheryl Teague. Yeah, she's, she is she's still done, smoking, man. dude. She's still smoking at her age. I'm I'm pretty impressed. Um, let's see. Just like Mrs. DLP, but not near she's not nearly as old. Um, Mrs. Mrs. DLP is an angel. She's I, I, I seriously think she has a halo like glow around her. She's got everyone fooled. Don't believe it. Uh let's see. Nine drinks. We need some usual some Kool-Aid, so we giggle like usual. Yeah, I I'm working the Kool-Aid a little less during the week. I'm trying to be a good fella and do the right thing. We're the youngest team in the NFL now, 24.49 years old on average. So, yeah, you're going to have some rookie mistakes again this year. You're going to have, uh, as you said, some regressions. But overall, the team is better. Just just know, overall, Michael the team Brockers is better. the only guy over age 29 on the team. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Know that the team is better. Know that this team is in the right direction. All, I mean, we look at these draft picks again. It's early, but the evaluation of the draft across the board, the Lions are like number two, number three on cumulative grade for the draft this year. Um, we've got two years now of data on, um, on, on Brad Holmes as a drafter. Love what I see. I love what I see. This guy, I, I, I'm really starting to believe in what he's bringing and what he's doing as far as his, his ability to draft. We have two dots that we can draw a line with and they're, they're very good line. More is better, right? More, more data is always better. Kevin, Will Harris is garbage as a starter. Absolutely. As a third man depth corner or safety, I'm just fine with him. I'm just fine with him. That's that's pretty good talent at, at the position he's in right now. I think he fits just fine. I will take him as the number four corner, number four safety, playing special teams as a guy who's playing for his next contract. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, want yeah. to want more than that, but I'll take that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there is a Mrs. DLSP. That's funny because my wife's nickname is Mrs. DP. <laughs> That's from Thunders. <laughs> oh, the rails are here. We're going here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. Yikes. Uh, Eric, Eric, swear every time I'm about to put something in the chat, Risen says it before I can hit send. Sorry, bro. It's he's, he well, does it to go. me too. He yeah. does it to me. I, I, it, it's telepathized. It's 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 right here underneath this this. Yeah, <laughs> telepathized. I'm happy with the hair today. All right, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's hit this one. Um, we while we're waiting for if there's any more questions or calls, we'll go ahead and grab them. That's okay. I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm surprised that uh, the 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 lit is uh, 
the, the, the line is low. Um, there's another topic we wanted to hit. And this is one, Riz. You, it's a great point. And, and, and I, you just started to make it. And it was like, stop, stop, stop. This is show stuff. Don't tell me. I want, I want to react live and, and hear it. Right? <laughs> uh, the contract differences from today and where we are versus where we were back at the last ground up rebuild for this team. Right. And and if anyone thinks that this starting last year wasn't a ground up rebuild, right? No matter what they told you about retool or whatever else, <laughs> it is a ground up rebuild because we had a roster of depth. Riz, hold that thought. Um, hey, Cole, hey, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? My name is Jerry Palmer and I'm calling from Pikeville, Kentucky. <laughs> what's what's going on, bro? Hey, man, I love y'all's podcast, and I just want to let you guys know I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I do think yeah. we'll win ten games this year. Ten, bro. I love, I love that. I really of. do. I really do, bro. I don't think it's out the realm of possibility. That's a bigger number than I'd pick, but I love, I love where you're coming from. I, I, I'll tell you, I'll have one well, else. What's, what else is in this? I was Kool-Aid? born in Detroit. I'm talking about my voice. I got a ball game and I lost my voice streaming. Oh, I get that. I, I've been there. <laughs> it happened to me in Minnesota last year. <laughs> there you go. I hear you. I've been to the Silver Dome. I've been to Fort Field. I've been to all y'all. I love my life. You know, it ruins all the time. Yep. But the one thing we got that they don't remember, they can't take Thanksgiving Day. That's right. You can't blow That's your right. mind that we didn't even get one. Monday night football game. Okay. I'm I'm okay with it. Huh? I'm I'm okay with with without without the Monday night. I've I've you know how long? I mean, how many times have we seen this team on a Monday night football game just just be an embarrassment? And and, and I'm not saying that this uh, we're the different coaches. But we don't have the same team no right, more. Right, it's different. I would love to see this year this team win some of those Sunday night games, those Sunday night game of the weeks because they're they doing won't well. let us play. Right. They won't give us a Sunday night game. But they flex them. We can yeah, we, we can, can flex them. Uh-huh. We can we yeah. they're flex in from week what is it 15 to the end? Yeah, for, you, yeah. You can get flexed in and but still, man, well, it's they just not cool. I, I, well, it was the first game on Monday night last year. If you remember, or maybe it was year four, I'm not sure, but yeah. I know it was the first game there one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we we opened uh, the last Patricia year we opened on Monday night, I want to say. Oh, uh, Pencilhead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to know one of our biggest problems. What's that? He let Derry Slay go. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah he was a stu- he was our superstar. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Darius is gonna be the guy this year, though. I think uh, maybe not there. Yeah, maybe not there. But who on our team was better than him? Yeah, you're, you're not question. You're not yeah. wrong. The one that got me was Quandre Diggs. That that was and 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 trading him for yeah. the reason that they traded him was horrible. Like that that at, at that point, I, I know, was man. Like, Yep. Yeah. If we don't have a secondary, we're screwed. He could still. No, I don't here. care. He could still. I don't care. Here. I love Adrian Hush. Don't get me wrong. I think that's the best pick and trap. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I'm in Kentucky, and I watched that boy from Kentucky. You got two guys that's going to screw some quarterbacks. I'm yeah. not. I'm not kidding you. That basketball kid is good, man. Yeah. Yeah. He can play. 
I mean, he really is. Everybody seems to, you know, kind of like, forget him. But you're getting ready to see. You're getting ready to see. Yep. That boy can play. Here we go. He just wasn't on the right team. Kentucky sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're, <laughs> they, 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 they're like perennial like allmosters, right? And never quite put the whole thing together, but they, they, they find individuals that play well, but they just never get that whole team together. It's there in Kentucky. such an interesting. Sounds sort of like the one. Well, and plus all, all the money they get from boosters go straight to basketball. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what, that's got. all they care about around here. That's for sure. All right, brother, we're going to move on. We're going to keep going. Thank you so okay, much for coming. I appreciate oh, you for. Who, who am I speaking with? This is Chris and Jeff. I know, but which one are you? I'm I'm Chris. That's Chris. All right, I'm looking right at you, brother, with the glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Right. I really do, man. Y'all, y'all is cool, man. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We'll talk yeah, to you. I remember I said this, Chris. Ten wins, brother. Together. Uh, all right, and, and we're, I, we're going to the play. We're going to the playoffs, bro. We're gonna we'll have you on when we cross that threshold. All right, you you be here. You want me to call back yeah, one day? I, I do want you when we hit that ten win threshold. Please I do. want you on the post game show telling me that there I was go. a cynical Yo. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll celebrate together. Way to go, Chris. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. Uh, now, I, okay, I love your show, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Love you too. See you. Yeah. There we All go. Right. I love it. <laughs> love that, man. That is that is passion. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's see. Uh, nine drinks. I'm actually my 16th anniversary. I'm going to ask if I can call her Miss DP. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> All right, Riz. Sorry. Go ahead and take it on the contract differences from today and where we were at the last ground up rebuild. I'm going to roll through some of the uh, chat while you while you do that. Yeah. So um, one of the things that stood out to me when I was looking at the contracts, because all the contracts got finalized, Aiden Hutchinson's making $35 million, fully guaranteed and change. And it got me thinking that like, like Jamo is making X amount, you know, every, everybody's signed except Josh. He'll, he'll be signed before we know it. The entire draft class this year in their entire rookie contracts will make less than what Matthew Stafford made with his first contract. He signed six years, $72 million straight out of the box. This draft class as a total for all the years, for all the players, will make about $59 million. Think about how much easier it is now to build around that. Because remember, you added Ndamukong Sue in the next year. And, and that was the very last year of the giant bonus baby. Sam Bradford got his $74 million and, and Sue got, I want to say he got six years and $68 million, something like that. But so so... Think back, the cap then was significantly lower, and you've got two players there that are making, you know, $25 million a year, you know, 20 to $25 million a year, you know, that, that in, in cap hits, like that's, it's untenable. So now the ability to build around these guys, that's one of the reasons why it's a lot easier to have multiple first-round picks now. That's one of the reasons why the, the Lions were willing to move up the way that they did to land a bigger contract. Not every team's going to be able to do that. Um, that that's one th- and just the how much easier it's going to be to fill the holes around these guys with the salaries that they make with the cost controls that are in place. Yep. Um, I, by the way, I love that it's fully guaranteed money for Hutch at the top. I think that's brilliant. I think that takes a lot of the, the acrimony out of it. Remember, I don't think Stafford waited long to sign, but it was he wasn't signed before minicamp. And it, it was 
it wasn't uncommon to have like two or three guys around the league that weren't first round picks that weren't signed until like the day before the first game. I just love that the drama for that is gone. Like it's it's completely diffused. It's, it's a different time, and I think that the Lions are really well positioned to take advantage of the time that they're in. And you think back to when they, you know, the old regime when they gave Calvin that ridiculous contract. Like it it was it. it combined with Sue and Stafford and the, the financial obligations that were thrust upon them by the league, like they didn't have any choice. They couldn't negotiate it. Like it's so much easier this time around. That's yeah. what, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm much more bullish on where we're going than, than what I was back then. Yep. Uh, I'm, I, I'm really feeling like the, the financial part of it. Like I, I'm not a cap expert on that. Um, if you have cap questions by the, by always, always, always ask Eric Schlitt first because he knows them better than I do. Yes. In fact, and I, I will ask Eric if I need help and he, he I, generally. I, I go to Ash because I've I, in the problem. Ash and, knows and, his stuff too. And let Absolutely. me let me just really really quick. And I, I, this is not a shot, so nobody please take this that way, right? But there's been a couple times where, where Eric's missed or interpreted things a little di- differently, and Ash was able to provide like immediately the context Ash around. Is really there. good yeah. at finding the little like like the wormholes that are beneath the the soil. He's the guy that said that. the salary cap is a, is a social construct and he it's been proven to be true every single time. The and, and you just look at the New Orleans Saints this year to recognize that the only way you get in trouble is if you put yourself in trouble and and yeah. and you have to work to do that. They now have more cap room available than the Lions do. That's crazy. <laughs> Think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> um all right, how do you feel the Lions will utilize Houston Riz? I think he's playing special teams and as a very lightly used pass rusher. I don't don't think he's going to play more than 50 snaps of defense this year. That's just where he's at. Long term, I think he replaces Julian Okwara, possibly Romeo Okwara, as a rush, speed rush linebacker, sub-package guy. Um, He's not a linebacker. Um, We we talked about that earlier. Like Deion Sanders told him flat out, you're not good enough to start at Jackson State at off-ball linebacker. Remember that when they're when they're trying him at linebacker and it's not going well. Like, look, he was good. He was okay at Florida. He he made a lot of good tackles. He's got very good vision and feel for the game. He's not that guy, um, and I think a lot of people want him to be that that guy who replaces Anzalone or um, in, in that spot. That that's not who he is. He is competing against Julian Okwara for that specific role. Yeah. May the best man win. <laughs> What's the ceiling of the team versus reality versus floor? If Lions lived up to certain expectations, potential, I really do see the team. It's unbeatable like the last few years. Um, that's the Amazon question of the day. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over. Any of your purchases that you want to make at Amazon, go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It'll shoot you right over. You'll never even know. You flew by, picked up a cookie that said, hey, Chris and the Riz sent us. And you take that money right out of Bezos' pocket, right out of the Washington Post, and you drop it into our pocket. Those pennies that he would make. Because, well, no, he only gives us pennies. He still makes his dollars. But he gives us a little chunk of it, and he helps us save the day and keep doing our show. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com when you go over there. We appreciate everyone who does that. And uh, there's a lot of people who have that as their muscle memory or a, or a link on their browser. Thank you guys and gals who do that. It's it's very, very yes. meaningful and helpful. All right. Very nice. Um, the ceiling and the floor. Amazon question of the day. 
I'll just really quick. I think our thinker guy is right. 10, 10 wins. I feel like is a, is, is a ceiling for this team. And then the playoffs, right? It, it, with 10 wins, I think 10 wins. Gets and you the once you get in, anything can happen. And that's one of the things when I look at this team, and this is what gives me the most hope about this, about the team's potential this year, right now, looking at the schedule, it is a super soft schedule. As far as the NFL goes, Additionally, we have a really, really favorable schedule as far as rest between games where the bye week falls, yada, yada. We have one of the very, very nicest, cushiest uh, uh, worlds in that space compared to Green Bay, who's got one of the worst, if not the worst. I can't remember if it was the worst, but it's one of the top two worst. And we play them at the end, which gives all kinds of help to us to, to kind of maybe finish out pretty strong with a team that's been, you know, beat up and had a harder time along the way. Just the way the things line up for the Lions as they look today, I can see a 10 win team. I don't I wouldn't predict it, but I can see that ceiling. And as you said, when we get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything can Bengals happen. Pro- Bengals proved that last year. <laughs> absolutely, they did. Right? Absolutely, they did. And so I, I, I see. I see absolutely as, as as the potential. What's the floor? I, I I see probably a four to five win season. Injury riddled. Um, so golf has and suddenly Chris, injuries matter so much. Yeah, because we we talked about like the depth, but like let's say Jameis Williams doesn't play. Let's say Hutchinson flops or gets hurt. You know, golf, golf, God forbid, misses more than a game. Yeah. Um, they're not winning with Tim Boyle. No, they're just no. not. <laughs> so I, I look at the, you know, four game is probably the floor for wins. And that would be, I mean, th- things would be on fire, right? Where do right. I think it is? I'm, I've got them at seven and a half wins for the, for the season this year, based on all the other data that we have, but so many other things come into play. Riz, yeah. you, can, you can crap all over my no, prediction. I, no, I, I absolutely think the ceiling is the same. Like if, if they stay healthy relative to the rest of the league, if they, they start making those kicks instead of the opposing team making the 54 yarder at the buzzer or the 65 yarder at the most 66 yarder at the buzzer. Like they're going to get some of those this year. And I, I do think that that lower that more than anything raises the floor for me. I don't see them winning less than five. Uh, I, I think at five and 12 is probably as bad as this team will be unless they're just ravaged by injuries. And we've all seen that that can happen yeah. as far as ceiling. When I when I went through and did all the games, I I rested at seven and ten. It was very. It would have been very easy for me to go ten and seven. Um, I had them losing to Carolina as an example. They can certainly beat the Carolina Panthers, no question about that. They can absolutely sweep the Bears. They can sweep. They can probably sweep the Vikings. I'm not crazy about where they fall in the actual schedule. But it, it, yeah, they they can make the playoffs, and and I don't think that we're going to be worried about them playing a last place schedule in 2023 because I think they are significantly better than the Chicago Bears now. Um, Bears fans are gripping a little bit about that that they're number 32 in most of the power polls now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I I would say I think that they will draft somewhere between 10 and 22. Is probably if you want to look at it in that sort of range. Like I don't know wins or losses, like where that melds out. That's probably you know six and eleven, uh, you know uh, ten and ten and seven, eleven and six, and maybe a a wild card win would would 
boost someone other way, that'd be fantastic. And they, they are capable. If, if the Jared Goff that we saw at the end of last year, the, the final four games that he played, um, I, I put a thing up on Lionsware this morning. I, one of the things that, uh, I've, I've been blessed to get, uh, the NFL inside edge. They give me all tons of very specific statistics and rankings, and I can go through and sort them. And one of the things was, Jared Goff was really good against the Blitz last year, all year. But his final four-game splits, he was the number four quarterback in the NFL. Before that, he was 35 out of 36. Now, if you give me that Goff at the end of the year, yeah, they can, they can do some things because he's got better weapons. He's got, like, in theory, all the pieces are there for this team to, to be that 10 and 7, 11 and 6 even. I, I, and it, if, they, if it clicks, it can happen. It's just tough to buy that it will click all the time because, you know, as the late great Chuck Daly once said, a pessimist is an optimist with experience. That's that's Detroit sports right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, got one from Thunder C. Smith. Um, Jeff. Thoughts on Christian Watson's impact this year and beyond for Green Bay. Really quick before you hit that, one more time, we're going to ask you for your likes and subscribes out there. Uh, go ahead and hit that button if you're on there and you haven't hit the like. Remember, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us out a lot. Helps helps us out a lot. Also, the subscribe. Uh, that gets you when we're on. You're going to forget. We're going to be, if you haven't subscribed, we're going to be gone next week. We're taking a week off. We haven't been here. You know, it's our first week off since training camp last year. You get a little break here. You're going to forget. And you don't want to forget. This is your favorite stuff. What, who would admit this kind of sexy. There, there also might be some pre-recorded stuff that shows up on the channel too that you can like. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! I gotta watch that now. <laughs> so yeah, hit that subscribe button again. That really helps us out, and we appreciate it. All right, Riz, what do you got? Thoughts on Christian Watson's impact this year and beyond for Green Bay? I think he is going to be a source of immense frustration for Aaron Rodgers, much as Devonte Adams was as a. Remember when Devonte Adams was a rookie? Packers fans freaking hated that guy. They're like, "Oh, what the hell have we done? He can't catch. He runs." the wrong routes he's very basic in what he does that's christian watson it doesn't mean he's not going to be good in time but you're making a massive he has never played against an nfl defensive defensive player ever uh at the senior bowl he did some things that we liked he also like ooh, he runs in a straight line really nicely but if he if somebody's in the way of that line it, it's going to take him some adjustments so i think Packers fans are writing checks that he can't cash. I, I, I think they would be wise to remember the Devontae Adams experience and hope that he comes close to that in years two, three, four, and five. Yep. And like as far as this year, if, if they're if they're expecting him to be their number two wide receiver, they're probably not going to be that good. Yeah, there you go. All right, Mike Hodges hits the money question of the day. If golf goes down, do they go out and get Baker Mayfield? I don't think that Baker will be available at that point. Really? But that is something that – so, obviously, this is a big deal. I, I still do cover the Browns. Uh, what happens with Baker is a daily conversation. Um, we, I, I'm in chats with various different people in the Cleveland media, and we – the general consensus right now is, is that they are indeed waiting for somebody to get hurt, Some like – or somebody very prominent who's not necessarily having a good off season to falter more and his the team that has very high expectations gets nervous and they they decide to do something different with that. And there are two teams that fit that category, by the way. One's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. And that's probably the most likely thing that happens with Baker. I again the Lions cannot afford to pay him until like like 
he's going to make $18.9 million this year. The Lions don't have that cap room. They don't have that kind of space. So that's not something that's going to happen unless it's really, really desperation time. So I, I, I think it's much more likely that he winds up going somewhere else. And for whatever reason, if you want to, if you want more pee in the Kool-Aid, they really do like Tim Boyle in Allen Park. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> oh, man. Should have stuck with alcohol. <laughs> I know. I drank a Gatorade. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Choking. Went down the wrong the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't understand water. You need Mrs. DP to give you a, a Mrs. DLP. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Mrs. DP's at Thunder, Thunder's house. Uh, that was that was a Freudian slip. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, let's see. Key unlocked his defense. Cleveland will cut Mayfield if they can't trade him. That'll be interesting no, if that's won't. the case. They won't. They're, that, that's they're they're not going to do that. That's that, that they have pretty much ruled that out. Um, it's it's they're going to have to eat a lot of his money, but they are not. They're not. Well, first off, we have to find out what happens with Deshaun Watson. Hopefully, we find that out tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, they right now could actually go forward with him playing a little bit. Well, with, um, if they eat his as money, as absurd as that sounds, if they eat his money, he suddenly could become palatable for right. the Lions. Right? I mean, that's right. that's what it takes. Is is that? But you create such a long term problem for the quarterback that you right. purportedly. And the other in. issue is is that he's a free agent after the season too. So then you will have both him and Golf potentially leaving. Then what do you do? Like, because then at that point, I would assume that you you were getting rid of Tim Boyle because you realize that he's terrible. Um, he's got great hair, but that, that's all he's got going for him at this point. Um, then you're really starting over with no baseline at all next year. And I, I, I like the idea where if Jared Goff proves this season that he's not the guy, that you still keep him a little bit next year to make sure that the new guy is there and like the expectations are lowered. Like you. I don't know if Jared Goff would be a great bridge quarterback or not, but I, he's professional enough that I think he would handle it. I will say this: Baker Mayfield is absolutely not that guy. <laughs> not a chance in the world. <laughs> that's and that's the thing. I feel like Baker is a very good. Like if I had to lift Goff out and suddenly put Baker in, I, I'd feel yeah. okay. Not a big switch up here. We're we're we're, we're okay. Um, a little bit more mobile, whatever. But I mean, as far as the offensive style and so on, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just the long term effect. I don't know what that means. I don't think that helps, and I don't think that gets uh, yeah, they want to be. So it would not be a healthy situation. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, the that reason is. with this front office the way they are. That's the reason I think they won't go for Mayfield is because of the effect um, on the team and the chemistry. And and the the vote of confidence yeah. has to mean something when you give it to somebody. Authenticity is really really important. And once you blow that, the whole concept of how this off front office works goes out the window. I'll say this: I would not bet against Baker being successful again, but I'm not sure that Detroit would be the best place for him to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not out on Baker Mayfield at all. I, I I what I saw him do in 2018 and 2020 was enough to say that I think that that guy can win in the NFL, but I'm not sure that the Lions offer the best spot for him. Uh, there's a couple teams that are south of us that uh, make a little bit more sense. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, really quick, we have one from Jean-Paul Morrison. Which RB, which running back doesn't make it? Bell, Godwin, Reynolds. 
Ooh. I think Godwin is in trouble because he can't handle the ball. That's and right. like he's a good guy, great, actually great guy. Um I I, I really enjoyed his one media session that he got last summer. He's a really you know, I'm a sucker for smart guys. He's a really smart, he's a northwestern guy. Uh if he's not the return man, I don't see a reason to keep him. Uh, I, I know he's explosive, but if you're worried about ball security, you're not going to trust him to get on the field. I think that's that's look. Craig Craig was amazing when he came on, and I'm a Craig Reynolds believer, and we are tentatively scheduled to have him on the show later this summer. Uh, I got to get back with him on that. He actually contacted me about it. Sorry, Craig, if you're watching, uh, I will get with you, uh, <laughs> but. It's Mr. Important over here. I know. I got so many things going on in my head. Um, He he cooled off considerably after that first thing. And I do think that he needs to show that he can be the guy that he was in his first couple of games again. Uh, And I think think preseason, that's one of the battles to really watch is the bottom of the running back roster. Always watch the bottom. That's my motto. Um, let's really quick talk about the 4K quality thing we're working for. And I'll re-hit St. Jude's coming October 14th and 15th. And we have an amazing idea that no one's done. Nobody's thought of. And we are going to blow your doors off with this. You're going to love it. It's brilliant. Live, around the world, people taking part. And it's not some shitty Zoom bunch of windows thing. This is, this is, this is good. Um, but with that, we're going to be doing that in 4K as well. Help us get to 4K. It's the super chat money that we earn along the way. That's all going to the 4K upgrade. It's a couple grand to do it. So anything helps along the way. And also for those that can't catch the show live, there's a new thanks button underneath the videos. You can hit that and it's like a super chat. It's a way to donate as a thanks for the show. It's a great way to help us out in doing the same thing, actually. And we're going to we're going to pour all that into the same place to get us to this upgrade uh, with having the two gigabit service available. Now in this on the fiber, we have a lot of opportunity to do this and really do this. Well, um, can we pay for you not to go to 4k? We, we, I guess we could do a one versus the other vote for one or the other. And whoever wins, <laughs> we can keep, if there's one of us that you'd prefer to stay in 1080p, we can do that as well. <laughs> Maybe we, we could run that. Uh, we'll play with it. We'll, we'll, we'll mess around with that. But there's four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> interlaced um <laughs> we'll do all that so there's a lot there and uh no it's not a new computer we got everything we need there it's just all yep. the stuff around it it's crazy it's there's so much to to get that that yeah. big thing oh by the way this this could be the last time that i'm actually in this setting i'm in my wife's office in our house um thanks to um the help from a a loyal uh fan friend Fab. and listener Big bad fab. <laughs> I now have a home office that's set up in what used to be our guest room, and it's going to be the new home for where I shoot these things, and it's going to be very cool. Very nice. He's coming down. I want to see him. He's coming to St. Pete. Maybe I can get him to do an addition of my house. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's he the is guy. the man. Yeah. He knows he knows he's the man. Yeah. Um, and he he now knows where I live too. So <laughs> gotta gotta keep that discreet. <laughs> uh, people will pay to see Chris run a 4K. Um, yeah, I think they would. Uh, we got the forty yard uh, dash, the fat guy forty coming fat up. Fat guy forty. Yeah, and we were gonna do it at Senior Bowl. The Riz washed it us out on that yeah. all the time. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be that's gonna be at this the uh, training camp party. Ash has got a. 
tattoo that he's getting on his leg from his St. Jude commitment. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I forgot about that. It's nuts. It's, it's absolutely nuts. This <laughs> year's, I'm telling you, this year's training camp party is going to be off the freaking hook. Um, they've all been fun and they've all gotten like more as they go on. But this year, just it's going to be hang on to your helmets. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So anyway, all those things, super chat, all those things, we really help you. Uh, yeah, you can do the 40 with me. Jeffrey. Yeah. Antia. All right. Yeah. Um, we'll rock that out. Um, let's see. Do with that. We got to hit. Uh, there was something I want to hit and I forgot. I just hit myself. I don't know. All right, Riz, we've gone a little bit. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, all those things. Thank you so much. Uh, with that, we're going to call it a show. Riz, thanks a lot for a good week. We are again out next week. I apologize, but we do deserve a vacation. And um, we've got a lot going on with our sons, and that's going to be some. Both of us do. Um, you, yours graduating, which is amazing. Um, mine is going through the basketball recruiting process, and I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jeffrey, now for sure you can do it with me. Tina's going to rub us down. I'm all in for that. Um, thank you, Eric, for the good show. Hodges, I'm not sure I could do the Fat Man 20. <laughs> thank you all. You guys are great. I love, yeah. love, thank, love. Thanks love so much for the, 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 the support. It, it really does mean a lot to both Chris and myself that uh, <laughs> that it, we we have this forum and that y'all uh, appreciate it. We, we really do appreciate you guys and all the energy that you bring and all the life that you do. Um, it's not always easy to, to rise up and, and say, yeah, I'm a Detroit lions podcaster. Um, it, there's a lot more pride behind it when, when we've got the backing from y'all. Yeah. And I mean, just so you know, we're a month away from seven years down of doing it and into year eight. I mean, longest running show highs, lots of lows, but we're still here, right? Still, still slinging the Kool-Aid with you guys and, uh, loving our team. Hating the pain, but we know there's going to be much, much love on the other side. And with that, remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the most intelligent chat on the Internet, even including Kenyon. Even the fact that he's there can't bring us down. It's the Slack chat as little as five dollars a month. We'll help you guys. Uh, we'll get you into the Slack chat. Um, we, we up that if for those who missed it along the way, it's uh, five bucks to get into the Slack. We up that at the beginning of the year because of some, uh, some special folks that joined, but, uh, it's a great time. Really great conversation, especially this time of year. Um, we've got all kinds of channels from all the different sports to booze to ex- gains for exercise. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff lifted. A lot of really, really good stuff. Ronan, we could use live goldfish shooting. That would work in the Slack. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, maybe we'll figure something out. Uh, let's see. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. We're 50 away from 5,000. Help us out, guys. Let's get there. Let's get there. Uh, and at Jeff Risden, at Jeff Risden, one of the sexiest boys on Twitter. Get in there and check his yeah, stuff out. He he does smart stuff. I do snark. I don't want to say snark because I don't I don't get in Twitter battles. I just have a good time. Uh, give us and hit those diamonds up front, up top of your Twitter feed. Holy cow! I don't know if you've seen it. It changes it to your time and and not mm-hmm. the the curated mm-hmm. algorithm feed. Twitter's a whole different place, man. It's, I, it's so been there better, forever, it? and I missed so it. So much cleaner. I'm so much happier. It's it. like the things I tuned in for, right? Not the. It's, I didn't exactly even realize. Right. Didn't even realize. It's sinister. So yeah, it's it's a good stuff. If you don't want to do the Twitter thing, we've got our socials up. We just put up a new page on the site. We're still tweaking it a little. The YouTube one's a little funky because of their API, but we're, I'm, I'll get that fixed here this week. 
Um, if you don't have social medias, you don't want to do it. You can see our um, our socials on the page from DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on our socials and it'll take you and it'll show you all the feed without having to subscribe and all that stuff. So you'll see what's going on there. Yep. Give, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us at the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667, and go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's the only place to go where you can subscribe to the podcast and what happens? We can come into your ear holes automatically. Yeah, we'll do them all. Ears, whatever. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, and no show next week. But we'll be right back right after that because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.